Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The Visibility Factor podcast is brought to you in part by the 90-Day Visibility Breakthrough Accelerator Program. Do you believe deep down inside that you can have a bigger career, but you don't know how to get there? You can keep doing what you're doing, but what if there is a better way that could accelerate your progress? This 90-day program is a powerful experience that is unique to you and provides dedicated time to focus on your specific challenge. It gives you the time to develop big ideas and plans to execute them, including the tools, resources, and motivation needed for success. Hundreds of clients have used this same program to take them to the next level in their career and to create a better life. Join me in a 90-day experience that focuses on challenges like creating a strategic plan, how to lead an organizational change, or prepare for a career transition. This dedicated time will help you see new possibilities, recognize your strengths, and take away key insights that can be leveraged immediately. Are you ready to create a breakthrough for yourself? If you're interested in learning more, visit susanmbarber.com forward slash visibility breakthrough accelerator for more information and to sign up for the program. I look forward to seeing you there. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the ability to build your visibility through relationships. So I attended a family anniversary party a few years ago, which was so great. It was a surprise and everybody was just excited to be there to celebrate this really huge milestone anniversary for this couple. And it was great to see everyone and celebrate the momentous occasion with them there were people there that represented different parts of their couple's lives who came to celebrate with them. People they'd met in high school, at work, their neighbors, their family, children. Over a lifetime, you meet so many people, some that you continue to connect with throughout your life and others that may come into your life for a very short time. Seeing all the people in this room who took the time to attend this party says a lot about the couple and what is important to them. So it got me thinking about building relationships. Some people are so good at it and keep up contact with people on a regular basis. Getting together with people on a regular basis can be challenging with everyone's busy schedules. But if you can find a way to make it work, there are many people who do that. Others may find a way to connect every year or every few years. In this world of social media, however, it has become much simpler to stay connected, leveraging Facebook, LinkedIn, and other platforms. Although this is great, it is not the same as seeing people in person. Technology and the ability to get information quickly has changed our lives in ways that we could probably never have imagined. Google has become a word that you hear on a regular basis when searching out information. But there is a downside to technology, though. It has caused people to be less engaged with each other. You no longer have to leave your house to get groceries if you don't want to. You can get things sent to your house very quickly. You can order things you know, through different uh, services that will bring things to your house. And you don't even have to do things from a banking standpoint anymore. If you don't want to, you can do everything online. If you want to hang out with your friends, you can FaceTime them on your phone and it's like you're with them in person. Even people are dating more and more online, trying to find the right match for them. Look around at any place that you travel to in public and you're seeing people constantly looking at their phones. 
You can see this on an airplane waiting in line at the store to check out at the doctor's office or in their cars. Basically all the time, iPhones now offer the ability to see how much of your time is spent looking at your phone. It's probably quite frightening if you start to add up all the hours. For me, I started to do this and it's a little eye-opening to see how large the number of hours can be. Although technology is great, it's causing us to no longer have to talk to each other if we don't want to. We can text, we can send messages, we can send voicemails and never actually have to talk to someone. This is happening not only personally, but also professionally. People will send an instant message, a Teams message, a text, an email to communicate information that for a person who's only five feet away from them, they could walk over and talk to them if they're in the office, but instead they're sending a message via Teams. So what's the impact of that? Loss of idea sharing, real conversations, innovation, helping each other, problem solving. If you took the opportunity to have a real conversation with someone at work, what would that be like? If you could go into it being curious to see what you could learn from them or find something in common with them, talking and engaging with people is important, especially in an environment where you need each other to get work done. Will you accept the challenge to put your phone away and have five in-person conversations today, even if it's over Zoom, even if it's over Teams? Did it make a difference if you tried that in the relationship with that person? Did you learn something new that they told you that you were unaware of? Being together in person and going through shared experiences is what bonds you more tightly to the people who are a part of it with you. This explains why people in the military, high school, and college, for example, can get together and start talking together as if no time has passed. Think of people you work with or big projects you worked on with a group of people. It works the same way. You spend so many hours with these people and have a bond forever. It is amazing how much those experiences connect you in a way that just stays with you forever. People are missing being together in person. Attending conferences, dinners, happy hours, coffee dates, those were the norm before. And now people are just starting to go back to them. These are some of the sacrifices to your personal time that you may need to do if you do them for work because those could be outside of work hours. But when coworkers used to come into town, there would be these opportunities to meet with these people and I would need to attend. These were considered good, what I call quote-unquote FaceTime opportunities, where you could connect with senior leaders and peers on a more social level to build stronger relationships. So I wanted to share with you some different things to think about and why this is important. So when I was going through some research for the book, uh, I thought about one of the people that had come to craft to speak with us named Harvey Coleman, and he wrote a book called The Organizational Game Revealed, and it was all about how to have career success. And he looked at three different factors, performance, image, and exposure. And he talked about the importance of each of these and how those kind of come together to help people know who you are, know what you're doing, and see you in a way that helps you get new opportunities. So when I thought about that, I realized that I was spending all of my time on performance. I wasn't spending enough time on image and exposure. And so it helped me think about how to approach things like a networking event, for example, differently, how to have different conversations with people and be prepared with ways that I could talk about myself and what I'm doing or what my team is doing. So I'm going to give you five things to consider the next time you go to some sort of networking event or social event after work. Think about what you can learn by being in the room. You're going to hear conversations. You're going to learn new things about maybe things that are happening or things that are coming up. 
you might just learn some things that are helpful for you in your projects or with your team. Maybe someone's talking about a new role they're going to open up and one of your team members would be a great fit for it. Who can you meet with that might have some influence on your career in the future? Go in with some intention. Think about who's going to be at this event and how can you have a conversation with them and share a little bit about what you want in your career and have a conversation or set up a conversation later with them that you can talk about that with them so they can see the value that you provide. Think about where you can share information about what you're doing in terms of like a project you're working on or something else that you're doing and what your team is doing. There's always an opportunity for you to share about yourself, but it's important to share about your team as well. Take the opportunity to introduce your team members to influencers and senior leaders. They don't always get the opportunities that you do to be in the room with these people. And so if it's an event where all of your team is invited, take the opportunity to pick out some people and introduce them to your team. Take your team members up and introduce them and share why they could have a great conversation about so-and-so's project that they're working on. It's a way for you to bridge that gap and make that conversation happen where that might not happen on its own. And then the other one is watch the dynamics of who's talking to who in the room. Because sometimes it tells a story about someone moving to a different part of the organization or other things that might be going to happen in the future. I always used to walk through the lunchroom and I paid attention who was having lunch with who, what they were, you know, did they look happy? Did they look upset? Um, Sometimes you can tell a lot just by watching what people are doing. So that's some ideas for you to think about from an in-person event for work. But what about in your normal day-to-day? Connect with people you haven't talked to that are on your LinkedIn network. I've been doing this lately and it's been amazing to reconnect with some people that I haven't talked to in probably 15 or so years. And we have this network for a reason. So take the opportunity to reconnect with some of these people and just imagine, you know, by the end of the year, you could have some great connections that you hadn't talked to in such a long time that could help you with something that you need to do, or maybe you can help them. I I believe in karma, right? So you are helping other people. It's going to come back to you in a good way. Reach out to former coworkers that you used to work with and see what they're up to, see what they're doing. The one good thing about social media and LinkedIn and Facebook is that you can see where people move to different things. If they're moving their family to another state or if they're moving to a different job, sometimes it can be hard to keep up with. And so being able to look and see where people are today can be very helpful. And maybe it's somebody that you want to reconnect with that could help you with a problem that you have, or someone's looking to connect with someone who works at this company and you realize that it's someone you used to work with and you're happy to reconnect with them and then bridge that conversation and introduction for them. Talk to your neighbors. Uh, This isn't something I think a lot of people do on a regular basis. It's real easy to just pull in your garage, go in your house, and not spend time doing that, especially for those who have a lot of winter months. Uh, It can be harder to spend time outside, but when you do have the ability to do it, spend time talking with them. If they have group events in your neighborhood, try to attend, try to meet them, see what they're doing, see what's going on in their lives. Set up time for get-togethers with friends. I've been doing more of this. Um, I've set up high school uh, group events that we all got back together. Again, I do that with some other friends that I'm here, friends with locally. And it's been nice to go to dinner with them or we get together for the holidays. But try to make it intentional. Try to find ways to do this so that you can reconnect with them and see what's going on in their lives. It's good for your soul. And the last one is plan time with your family to do what each of them likes to do. 
So one of my intentions uh, starting next year, and I've started doing it a little bit this year already, is creating experiences with each of my kids. For example, uh, I took my daughter to an F1 race. I took my other daughter to Colorado. We're looking for something fun to do with my son. So it's, it's trying to find ways to be intentional and spend time with them. It's great to do things, you know, as a family, you can watch TV together, you can do all those kinds of things. But if you can spend one-on-one time or do something that's really thoughtful about what they like to do, that's what they're going to remember, right? I just read something yesterday that was so impactful about um, some notes that some kids had written about their parents. And I wish I had it in front of me to read them verbatim, but some of them were really hard to read, honestly. Like my mom is on the phone all the time. She doesn't have time for me. My mom works all the time. She doesn't have time for me. My dad's never here. He's traveling for work all the time. And they made you know up stories based on that, right? My mom doesn't care for me. My mom doesn't want to spend time with me. Sure, that mom absolutely does want to spend time with their child, right? But they have some responsibilities for work too that they're trying to balance. And so trying to find opportunities to reconnect with your kids, reconnect with family members can help them see that they're important and that you don't want to let that go. So connect with the friends and family in your life. Talk to the people that you work with on a regular basis. Find out what's going on in their lives. Share what's happening in yours. Building that kind of rapport helps you build trust. You may be able to help them with something or they may be able to help you with something that you need. But don't wait until you need something to reach out to people. Be intentional about finding ways to reconnect with the people in your life, even if you can't meet in person. Now you can leverage the technology that we talked about earlier. You could send an email. You can make a phone call over your cell phone. uh, You could text or FaceTime. But having people in your life that you can rely on is priceless. To quote from the holiday classic movie, It's a Wonderful Life, no man is a failure who has friends. So don't let yourself get to a place where you're feeling isolated and you don't have anybody to talk to. Uh, It's important to do that, especially to process things. Sometimes when situations happen, it's good to have someone that you can talk to and share what happened and get it off your chest because holding on to that isn't really good for you either. So focus on just being in the moment, enjoy spending time with people, go into the conversations with curiosity and be open to having an authentic, genuine conversation. That is what helps build the relationships that people remember so that you stand out from the crowd. Now you want to think about ways to add value to them. Make it a win-win. Listen for a way that you can help them. You can offer to help them in various ways that are really easy to do. A lot of people will say, well, Sue, I love talking to you, but there's no way that I could do anything for you. Well, of course they can, right? Uh, They can help connect me to somebody who might want coaching, or they can help refer me for a speaking event or a workshop that I could lead. There are a ton of ways that they could do that for me or connect me with somebody that I want to meet that they know. So that's just a few ways that people have asked me and I've shared with them. But for you, I want you to think about maybe you can help them solve a problem. You could send them an article. You might have a book recommendation or a podcast recommendation. You could make a connection for them with someone that they know. You can connect with them on LinkedIn after you meet them. And if you want to have a longer conversation, you can set up time to do that with them. I think a lot of times I remember going to networking events and I would connect with people, but I wouldn't always really actually have a conversation with them unless I thought it was important. And I would remember one or two of those, but go back and look at those people now. Maybe those people that you didn't connect with then could be important now. And you might want to really have a good conversation with them. Just know this could be a one-way street. 
Not everybody believes in the mutually beneficial side of networking or having conversations or even building a relationship with you. They may or may not want to do the same in return, but maybe it comes later. I mean, I've had people who are following me for two or three years that haven't reached out and then they do and they become clients or we have conversations and I connect them with somebody else. Remember what Maya Angelou said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So being present, talking to them, coming from a place of curiosity and authenticity is a big gift that you can not only give to them, but to yourself. It really fills you up to have a great conversation with someone. It's an opportunity to create a feeling and a connection with them that they won't forget. Now, I want you to think about some great conversations that you've had with friends and coworkers. What did you take away from those conversations? So many people are quote unquote, too busy, and they don't have time for these things. But you don't know what you might learn simply by having a conversation with someone. You might build a great relationship that can be helpful in the future. You might build a relationship with them that can help, you know, your kids get a job, for example, or connect someone else in your neighborhood to them that needs help. There are so many opportunities that building a great relationship that you have a really really defined conversation about whatever that topic is that you want to talk about that can make a difference for you and for them. So can you think of a time when someone did something that added value for you? I bet you remember that person who helped you before you think about somebody else who didn't help you, right? That first person that helped you, their name pops right into your head, right? And you can remember what they did and how they went out of their way for you. And that is the important part, right? That is the part that they're going to refer you or connect you with someone or even just have another conversation with them because you remember them. They made a difference in your life. And I believe if you send good out into the world, it will come back. Like I mentioned earlier, look for ways to add value to someone else and see what happens. What is the old saying? It is better to give than receive. Offer value to someone and you might just see a difference in how it makes you feel too. Now I'm going to go into the visibility action plan now. I want you to think about how are you going to reconnect with people in your life today? These can be in person. They can be over, you know, some form of technology teams or Zoom or making a call or a FaceTime call. But think about how could you reconnect with some people in your life? Even if you just chose one person each week, you're going to have 52 valuable connections by the end of the year. Now, what could this do for you and your visibility? They're going to learn more about you. They're going to be able to talk about what you're doing to other people. They're going to be able to potentially help you or your family if you have a problem that you need to solve. But you're also going to be someone who's memorable to them. They're going to remember you for reaching out. They're going to remember you and you're going to remember them. And that's what this is about, right? Creating relationships, creating conversations, Maybe you can even get together in person and have lunch. I just did that the other day with a client and it was so great to see her in person. So try to think about ways that you can be creative with your time, leverage your time in the best way to reconnect with some people. Even if it's just one person a week, you're going to have 52 great connections by the end of the year. Thanks so much for joining today on the Visibility Factor podcast and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. 
find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.